Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Press Toward the Mark podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Patterson. It's good to be back with you again. It's been a little while since we've had uh, had an episode out of the podcast. I apologize for that. Things just been had to come busy, but it's good to be back into it, and hopefully it can be a blessing to you. Last time we talked a little bit about the resurrection of Jesus Christ as it was Easter, Resurrection Sunday. I hope that was a blessing. Uh, we're doing well as far as people um, seeing it and watching it. So keep that up. Be sure to continue to like and subscribe and to share it with somebody. Uh, and make sure that you leave a rating and a review on, on the podcasting apps. And uh, don't forget to to do all of those things. And uh, I will greatly, greatly appreciate it. I'm trying to get myself situated here. Um, but we're going to jump back into Romans chapter number six and uh, just give you a little thought on that. And hopefully uh, we can help you be a blessing, and give you something from the Word of God. And so we're going to jump right into it. We're going to read again in verse or chapter 6 of Romans and read in verse number 1. It says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that, the, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin." For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal mortal body, <clears throat> excuse me, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. And your members are as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under the, under grace. And so Paul, dealing with the subject of sin in chapter 6 of the book of Romans, as he continues his thought uh, on the subject of sin through Romans chapter 5 and gets into Romans chapter 6. In Romans chapter five, of course, is has that famous verse there in um, in verse number eight, where it says, "But God commendeth His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us." And then also you have uh, verse number twelve, where it says, "Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned." Uh, and it says, "And death by sin, and so death passed upon all." Uh, all men for that all of sin. So everybody we know is a sinner, and he continues the thought on sin, uh, continuing it in chapter 6. And he saw, talks about how, he says, what shall we say then in verse number 1? And we talked a little, bit, a little bit about this last time. He said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He says, God forbid. He answers his own question there. 
Because even though we are in the age of grace and we're no longer under the law, there is still no no grounds or excuse or permission for us as born again believers of God to sin. Uh, there's no there's no room for that. Whenever you're serving a holy God that is righteous and has no sin in Him and cannot sin, <clears throat> then you're not going to be. You're, you, then there's no room for you to sin in your life if you're going to follow Him and worship Him. Uh, you have to live righteously and holy as He has commanded us to do. He said, "Be ye holy, for I am holy." We're not supposed to do it just because of the fact that we feel like it all the time, or because uh, somebody else says that we're supposed to do it. But we're supposed to do it because He told us to. So that's what we're supposed to do. But he deals with, in chapter 6, Paul is dealing with uh, the idea of being dead in Christ and, and how uh, through, through the, our death to sin, is, is, he likens it to the death of Christ and the resurrection being made in the newness of life, becoming a new creature. And you find Paul talking about it in Ephesians as well, talking about the old man and the new man. He says in uh, in verse uh, verse number five, he says, "For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also we sh- we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this that our old man is crucified with him, and the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. So if you're saved and you're born again, you have been crucified uh, in this. You have been crucified in your sin unto death. You're, you're you're no longer under the bondage or enslaved to that sin nature. You still have it because we're still in these mortal human fleshly bodies. And so we still have to deal with that. We still have to deal with the the temptations and the and the and the things that please our eyes and our flesh and the things that draw us closer to to the world and and, and further away from God. Where where our bodies and our, our our earthly minds are drawn to those things because of the fact that we still have the old body, but we now have a we have a a soul, a soul and, and a spirit that has been born again and made new and so now the the now there's an internal struggle between the spirit of god and our flesh that for for control in our life and if we yield ourselves back to sin and the flesh and sin in the world will have victory in our life but if we yield ourselves over to the spirit of god and to and to service of god then we'll be able to to live righteously and holy according to the word of god and and it's a much better much much better life to live for christ in that manner than to live for the world and for yourself uh, there's so much more joy peace and happiness and and all of these uh all of these other things that that the bible mentions and talks about if we walk in the spirit uh that that we can uh, that we can partake in and we can have i mean you think about uh, uh galatians chapter 5 where the where uh paul writes about the fruits of the spirit how they're love joy peace temperance meekness uh kindness all these things that are that are good and and righteous they're they're good characteristics to have they, those are fruits of the spirit you, which means that they're not within us naturally. Uh, they have to be brought out through the Spirit of God. And so Paul continues dealing with uh, with that thought there from chapter 5 into chapter 6 on the on sin and, and how uh, we are no longer in bondage to it anymore, but now through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we uh, and through being believing on Him and repenting of our sins and turning to Christ, we now have freedom from that sin nature. Uh, again, not that we're going to be completely perfect, 
but now we have the uh, the ability through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and through the resurrection of Jesus Christ to be able to have victory over sin in our life and to live filled with the Spirit, holy, righteous lives, which is very important. I mean, obviously the Bible tells us that we need to, uh, it says, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but to be filled with the Spirit of God. The principle there is to be filled with the Spirit, not to be controlled by substances, but to be c- controlled by the Spirit of God. And that is our duty. That is what we're supposed to do as Christians and as servants of the Lord. We must be filled and controlled by the Spirit of God. But uh, Paul deals with that death there, that death of the sin nature, the old man, and how it is freed. He said in verse number seven, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, he says in verse number eight, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. (laughs) He's not dead anymore. Thank the Lord for that. Uh, Death hath no more dominion over him, for in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. We're not to live in that sin because now that we're born again, saved believers of Jesus Christ, we now uh, we we can we are now dead under that sin. We we've died under that sin. It's no more. It's it's gone. It's dead. It's done with. And though we may still have to deal with it in our mortal bodies down here, uh, that 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 doesn't mean that we're going to always have to deal with it. We're one day going to get to heaven when we're going to have a renewed, we're going to have a new body. We're going to have, uh, we're going to be able to spend eternity in heaven and there's not going to be sin. We're not going to have to worry about death, sickness, and, and all these other things that we have to deal with down here because of sin. Uh, but we'll eventually be able to be in a perfect environment, in a perfect world, and perfect, uh, place with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, because he is perfect. And we are identified with Christ through his resurrection uh, because it's a picture and type of us being uh, dead to, to our sins and being made new and becoming a new creature in Christ. And you even find in, in chapter 7, Paul goes on and he, he deals, with, with, uh, he deals with, with that in greater detail. I believe it's in chapter 7 where he says that he's the chiefest of sinners and talks about that warring um, inside of himself <clears throat> and I'll see if I can if I can find it here it says uh, let's see here chapter 7 yeah chapter 7 and verse number verse number 14 we'll start reading there it says for we know that the law is spiritual but I am carnal sold under sin for that which I do I allow not for what I would that do I not but what I hate that I do if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law, that is that it that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is that is my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, uh, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I do that I would do, I do not, but the evil which I would not do, would which I would not that I do. Let me read that again so you can get that clearly. It says, For the good that I would that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would, which I would not, that I do. It's almost a bit like a tongue twister, but, but what he's saying there is that the things that I'm supposed to do, 
I don't do it. But the things that I'm not supposed to do, I do it because I in my flesh and in my in my sin in my in my uh, earthly body wants to have that sin and it wants to do wrong, but uh, and and it craves it. He says in verse number twenty. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. He's saying that there's still a battle, still sin that dwells in him. He says, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. He says that he's warring against, there's warring in his mind uh, between the spirit and between the flesh, the body, the the things of this world. He, he, He has a desire to serve God. But he he battles with this fleshly desire to serve himself and to sin and to do wrong. And you and I are going to have that same struggle and that same battle down here. It's going to be difficult, it's going to be hard, uh, but it's not it's it's definitely the the best path to try and fight it, to go against your flesh and to try and let the spirit reign and rule in your life and let God reign and rule in your life and serve him, worship him, love him, cherish him read his word, study it, all of that, all the, all the difficulty of, of, of doing all of that is far greater because of the rewards and the things and the favor that you will obtain of God, uh, not in this life, though you will receive some wonderful things down here that the Lord will bless you with. You will also receive tremendous crowns and tremendous rewards in heaven uh, one day when, when we either die or the rapture takes place and we're no longer on this earth, we will eventually have to be in eternity with the Father and our rewards up there will be far greater than anything, any hardship or any difficulty or any, uh, any uh, circumstance down here. Without a doubt, I can, I can assure you of that. That's what these people, these men that wrote the Word of God under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, I mean, after they wrote down and penned down these, these words and you study out their lives and you look at what they did for the cause of Christ and why they went through what they went through, it was because of the fact that they were, they were able to get their eyes off of the circumstances down here, look up into heaven and see Christ for who He is and, and the price that He paid, and, and, it, and it captivated them, and, and it... it, it um, it grabbed a hold of them so tightly and so strong, it constrained them. Paul used that term, the love of God constraineth me. I mean, it constrained them so tightly that it didn't matter what it was on this earth that they faced or what it was that they battled against on this planet, that their goal was to get so close to God because they knew that there, they knew that there was a better land up there. They knew that there was a better time coming and it may not, it may be hard down here, but it's going to, it's going to pale in comparison to the riches and glory of being an eternity with Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's what these men looked looked forward to and looked to. And we need to look towards the same thing. I mean, you you talk, I've, I've mentioned it before in this podcast where uh, Paul, again, writing in Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 10, he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That was Paul's 
almost like Paul's anthem. He wanted to know Christ. He wanted to ever grow closer to him. He he loved him with every fiber of his being. And I'd only hope and pray that we can have that same mindset and that same determination. And, and if we have that and we keep our eyes upon Jesus, we can have victory over the flesh and we can and we can have uh, let the spirit rule and reign in our life, and and we'll be we'll live a much better and much happier uh, and much more joyous life because of it. Not because of our circumstances, but because of Christ and who He is, and that's what will bring joy uh, to us. I mean, you think I, I think I've used this analogy before, but you go back to Exodus chapter seventeen, and you find again you find the the battle between Israel and Amalek. And you find that whenever the the rod of God was lifted up, when when Moses lifted up the rod of God, that Israel prevailed. But every time his hands got heavy and the rod of God came down, Amalek prevailed. And it's because of the fact that whenever God is lifted up, then then God's people can prevail. But whenever God is brought down and something else takes his place, the flesh, the the, the wickedness of this world will prevail. So in your and my life, God has to be above everything else on the battlefield. If He's going, if if we're going to have victory, if the if the Spirit is going to have victory over the flesh, God must have the preeminence and must be the ruler and the one that sits on the throne of your heart and your life. And you have to keep your eyes and your focus on Him, meditating on the Word of God and dwelling on the Word of God, praying and staying close to Him. Because if you stay close to the light, you'll stay in the light. But if you get to start to drift away, you'll find yourself drifting back into darkness. And we don't want to do that. We want to stay close to God, stay as close to Him as possible. And that should be our goal. And it is not okay to sin. Obviously, Paul makes that very clear uh, all throughout the book of Romans. You can find that it is not okay to sin, but he says that it is not okay to sin in, in Romans chapter six. He said that he said that uh, that we need to abstain from it, that we need to keep it away from us, and that we need to just get as close to the Lord as he as he as as we can. And that's why he said in verse number one, "What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound?" God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? If you're dead to sin, don't live in it. I'm not saying that it's not, not going to rear its ugly head and pop up once in a while, and you might falter and you might fall. But he said, don't live in it. You might mess up, but get it right. But don't live in the way of sin. Don't live in the way of the unrighteous or the ungodly. Stay close to the Lord. Love him. Cherish him. Just get as close to him as you can. Study his word. Study that Bible. And get as close to God as you possibly can. And we'll try. Well, there's a, somebody asked a question about um, going into a different subject. So we're going we're, we're gonna to veer away from here from the battle of the flesh and the spirit. Where, uh, somebody asked me a question about the Sabbath day. And so I'll probably be doing a couple podcasts on that, uh, talking about the Sabbath day, what it is, uh, talk, go back into the old Levitical law. And and uh, and and study that out there in, in Leviticus and and uh, Exodus and Deuteronomy and, and and we'll go through those books a little bit. Um, probably won't get into great depth on it because I could probably sit there and 
I, I know that there's a lot greater minds than me, but I know that if I get to looking into it, I know that there's probably going to be a whole lot more information than than what meets the eye. So, uh, but we're going to try and touch on that, and um, I hope that it can be a blessing to you. I hope this was a blessing to you. Remember, if you're going to have victory in your life over that flesh, you have to allow God to be in control of your life. You have to let the Holy Spirit of God guide, direct you, and you have to keep your eyes off this world and off of everything else, all the circumstances and everything that you can think about. And you have to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, get closer to Him, get to know Him better, love Him, and then show Him how 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 uh, how how much that you love Him through the studying of His Word and prayer and the praying that you do. Uh, just draw close to God, draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to you. Uh, and so I hope that this was a blessing to you, and I hope to find you, that you find yourself in the house of God every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And every time the doors are open, get in the house of God, because the world's not getting any better. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And so we need God now more than ever. Thank you for everybody for supporting and for watching and for listening. I hope that this has been a blessing to you. Remember, again, to like, share, subscribe, uh, show somebody, tell somebody about it. Uh, Just make sure that you get the word out there that we can hopefully be a blessing to as many people as we possibly can. And that's my goal, and that's what I want to do. And so I hope that this uh, this has been a blessing for you. Again, I thank you, and we'll see you next time. God bless you.